Hobbs, Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you. Thanks for spending that at least some of this uh, period of time with us. A BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Well, we're going to be joined at some point early in the show by our colleague, Sean Roberts, who is... Off on his 54-hole quest to raise money for a terrific cause, Friends of Des Moines Parks. Uh, dot org. He's trying to play three of the public courses. Jester is one of the public courses, Des Moines public courses. It's on the website. I'm telling you, TC. There's three city courses. I know, but they listed as Jester's being one of them. And I, we got a call when we were talking about it a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, and I think Jester's part of it. No, it's oh, not. It it's not be. in city limits, so it can't be a city... It can't be a city. It's in uh, uh, Grimes. Grimes. Yeah. Grimes, yeah, it's fun course. No, it is. Yeah, tough course. Um, what hole is it? I think it's like the second or the eleventh, where it's a long par four, mm-hmm. and either got to chicken out and go to the right, or try and you know really crank it to oh, get yeah. over that water and try to get it over the water, and it never works. It never right. works, <laughs> no, of course, right? No. Is that the second? It's early in the round. It's early yeah, in the round. I think it it's. Is, yeah. I think it's number two. I like the par three out there. That's one. Been a long time since I played it. My take the kids out, do those. Oh, kind the of par things. three course. Yes. I see. What yeah, the part the par three course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You zip zip around there mm-hmm. in about an hour and mm-hmm. get a little walking in, a little more exercise as opposed to sitting in the cart and drinking a six pack. Yeah, <laughs> probably a little bit better for the health to do it that way. But yeah, good course, <laughs> not a city course. There's three city courses. I got you. Well, Trent, uh, Trent um, Sean is trying to play all three of them today to raise money. He's going to join us uh, here coming up. Uh, also, Chris Williams, he's in Dallas. It's the Big 12 Media Days today. Now, he's going to join us at 1130, which unfortunately, timing-wise, will uh, preclude him from recapping uh, what the commissioner of the conference, Brett Yormark, is going to say in his opening remarks. He is scheduled to begin his press conference at noon. It should be very um, entertaining, uh, hopefully newsworthy. If indeed uh, he's willing to share, and he's been pretty open, but by um, uh, with transparency-wise, as to what's going on in the conference, as much as he can be, uh, but he's going to start at noon. So we'll get that tomorrow. Nick Olson's going to join us tomorrow from Dallas. Get a double dip, uh, double dip from Nick, uh, from the, uh, and he'll get it to us right after Matt Campbell, which we are going to effort to carry live tomorrow. Mm-hmm. His press conference, which is supposed to start again, this is tomorrow at eleven twenty-five. Chris Williams is today and he's at the bottom of the hour hour two we will start with our friend brian walton we'll take a look at the cardinals as they as everybody does get set to start the second half of baseball what does it mean when it comes to st louis i i don't think that they can find their way into the playoffs if they're going to do so they're going to have to win the division and clearly their work is cut out for them to do that uh, as they sit um, in last place after all in the central division of the national league so brian will join us who potentially uh, might be wearing another uniform come the 1st of August. We'll talk to Brian about those things and the disappointment. Will there be another manager, another voice in the dugout before the season comes to an end? How far will the changes go if there are to be any? Will they include the front office? So Brian Walton will kick off the hour from the Cards to the Cubs and all the Chicago sports with David Kaplan as he slides in here in his regular spot. 
at 12:30 Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy Centurion Stone of Iowa uh, .com 12:30 for Cap and then Trent is going to bet some NBA summer league because that's all there is. Well there's tennis though it's tomorrow morning looking to tomorrow. Yeah. Well I got a slew of picks for the Scottish Open. Oh, you do? Yeah. So I'll be handing those out coming up here at about 12.50. Should you save those for tomorrow? Because there's another day with no sports tomorrow. Well, the tournament starts tomorrow. So i got to get up, and that thing starts way early. In fact, I might be able to catch a little coverage you know before what? You I might. go to bed. You yeah. might. Yeah, absolutely. Who would have a golf channel? Yeah. That would be my anticipation. Mm-hmm. I like the Scottish Open. I like how they've moved the calendar just a little bit. Yeah. Because for years it was a couple of guys, mostly European guys, would play. You'd get a couple of names over there. And it was the John Deere, as we know, right mm-hmm. into the British. Jump on the plane and off they go. Now you get the people that get their legs underneath them a little bit. We get to see JT and Ricky and those Having guys. Having some fun. <laughs> Spending Sunday at Wimbledon. Why wouldn't yeah. they? I'm going to guess those guys have a good time. Oh, my huh? God. Yeah. You think? What a That life. age, multi-millionaires. Oh, yeah. They're having. They're living they are. the good life. Absolutely they are. Absolutely are. Young families. Uh, does, does JT have a family? I, yes. I know Spieth does. Yep. Uh, and of course Ricky does. Yep. Um, and I'm so glad we're we're um, putting Ricky in the conversation with some of yes. those young because it was um, you know such a meteoric rise and then just a fall like uh, couldn't figure it out but he certainly has as of late. So that's the uh, the way the show sets up today. If you'd like to join us at any time. Uh, 515, course, 284-5966. Jester Park is owned by Polk County. Polk so County owns it. Yes. Okay. All right. Now we've, we're up to speed on that. So it's not a city course. Not a city it's own. It's a county-owned it's course. It's a county-owned As are the city courses, right? Well, not, now, now we're going down yeah. another path. Well, you know what? We'll save that question for Sean <laughs> No, no, he won't. We'll no, he, I him. don't think he'll. Do I either. don't think he does. I don't think he will either. You know, uh, uh, but good for him because it looked like this morning that you know uh, what, there's going to be no way Sean's playing golf today. Absolutely, it was a disaster early on, and it continued. My wife said, going to the gym this morning, the ten step walk it took just to get inside the building. So absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, mm-hmm. at least nobody will think that I'm, I'm sweating too hard today. Everybody's right. soaked before as they're walking in yeah. to the building this morning. But yeah, taking your dog out for a piss in the morning is no yeah. picnic either. <laughs> I uh, got high school baseball tonight, sub-state championship. You know, my favorite mm-hmm. night of the mm-hmm. year for high school baseball. And where will you be? Southeast Polk. And there was a thought process behind this. Not only is it going to be a good game with Urbandale against Southeast Polk, uh-huh. but they have the, the field, field turf. Yes, yes, the field turf and very good drainage. Uh huh. I am going to anticipate, if we get afternoon showers too, there may be some schools making a call out there to the athletic oh. director, Jason Campbell, saying, hey, is there any can way you we squeeze can... squeeze us in? Well, and the other thing, and he's told me this before, is when there's rain in the forecast for this time of year, they get calls from everybody. You know, small mm-hmm. schools that want to get the games in, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they get calls from all over the place and try to do that. In fact, when we've had rains at Principal Park, when the state tournament was here, They've had to play games out at Southeast Polk because of that. So that's going to be a big part of it. Fun night of baseball. Mm-hmm. Will it get back to Principal Park ever? No. Well, not in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Now, next season, they have another decision because right after they wrap up a week from Friday with the state championship game in Class 4A, Dwayne Banks is going through a huge renovation. And the field in Iowa City will not be available next season for state baseball. So what's on what what are some of the Well one and two Airbnb played up in Carroll at okay. Merchant Park. Really cool venue for it. But playing double the amount of games there, is that palpable? Do you do something here? Cough it up. Take a drink. Do you 
you know, do you put it in Des Moines and say Johnston with their new field turf and Southeast Polk and yeah. do it that way? doesn't quite have the feel. I know when they were looking for a new home after Principal Park went away, they reached out to Cedar Rapids. There was absolutely no traction there. Cedar Rapids didn't want it mm-hmm. in the Colonel Stadium there. Field of Dreams, not going to be ready at that point. Kind of get down to some nitty gritty and trying to find a place that would make sense. It, it very well could be Merchant Park. And Marshalltown had it for years. Is there a return there? I've heard that field, though, would need a lot of work to get up to state tournament playability. So a lot of directions that they have to go. But what we do know for a year, this year, Iowa City once again for 3A and 4A, 1A and 2A in Carroll. And you'll have how many games do you anticipate? Oh, probably of the seven state tournament games, five of them. And they'll be where? Both here and on and the, the bowl. bowl? Yep. Be on uh, both depending on just the time of day right. that so they So local are. shows you'd be, if there's a local show going on, you'd be on the bowl. Yep. Uh, if there's free and clear. And, and do we, well, you don't have the Cardinals. Nope. Uh, there's no Barnstormer Weekly. Nope. There's no programming to interrupt you, is there? No, in the evenings outside of when we have Hawk Central and Cyclone Insider, right. those yeah. two schools. Yeah, but after 7 o'clock, no, it's wide open. So that's a good thing. No Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night with the championship will be covered here on KXNO. And during the day or mid-afternoon, early evening, those kind of games, will have those over on the bowl. Good stuff. And then they'll crown a champion. You'll load up the family and off yeah. on vacation. Off to the mountains in Tennessee to go see Dollywood. Nice. My wife just wants to see Dolly Parton hunt. It's it's not happening. Dolly's <laughs> not going to be gonna hanging out. She, she's going to be in the, in the ticket booth, <laughs> right? Just shaking hands as you or walk welcome, in. Welcome, welcome to Dolly World. Yeah. Don't think you're going to get a selfie with Dolly while we're there <laughs> behind a concession stand. Or <laughs> you need a corn dog, kid. <laughs> yeah, uh, checking kids' heights before they get on the rides. Right. <laughs> Don't think that's so that. That's the whole trip is Dolly World. No, no, that's one one. Sightsee the rest of it. Yeah. We're so going, do you fly? No, we're going to drive. So her mom lives in St. Louis along with her sister and yeah. niece and nephews. And uh, so we're going to drive to St. Louis on Saturday, stay overnight, and then get on the road the rest of the way on Sunday and make our way. Got a cabin up there. Got 12 people that are going to be with us. So uh-huh. it'll be a good time. Whitewater rafting, those kind of things. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, how far from uh, Memphis or Knoxville? Uh, not sure on that front. Been to Memphis. Yeah, or Nashville even. We're going to stop in Nashville on the way. That's where we're going to have lunch on Sunday. Yeah, That'll be kind of cut it in half. It's basically four hours further east mm-hmm. of Nashville. Because when I drove to Memphis to cover the Liberty Bowl mm-hmm. from St. Louis, was it like six hours? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, because we did that on the way back through mm-hmm. from Memphis back mm-hmm. up to St. Louis. So yeah, that sounds about what it is. And it's weird. You leave Memphis. You're going up to St. Louis. And you go through Arkansas. I'm like, oh man. My yeah, ge- briefly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My geography is way off. Right. Yeah, my the highlight of my trip was was actually getting Oxford, uh, Mississippi. Yeah, to, to Old Miss, the campus and the Grove, and uh, that was, I thought it was really cool. Speaking of Old Miss, Iowa baseball signed a contract, a three gamer against the Rebels coming up next year. There's a road trip for us. Oof. Go see a ball game. Yeah, that it's it's beautiful. The square, the square. It's like uh, going back in time. Yeah, you know, just one of those southern towns, not towns, southern cities. Anyways, so the All Star Game last night. Were you entertained? I know we didn't like the uniforms; they're awful. I don't know when they're going to come to their senses. I understand why it is. It's all about the almighty dollar. But for God's sakes, are you really making money off those National League disasters? Yeah, who's buying that? Nobody's buying it, Trent. No. Nobody. Um, it was, it was, you think about, and you see on Twitter, right? Twitter, they post pictures of the teams back in the 60s mm. and the 70s, the stirrups and the flannels yes. and the uniforms. The bright colors, the baby blues all yes, over the place. The, the hideous pirates hats yes. that they had. God, they were awful. The team was good. Yeah, it was. Um, 
But it's just... Willie Stargell looking like a oh dork. Oh, my God, like a tr- conductor <laughs> right. on, a, on a train. The, the, <laughs> nobody's buying them. I mean, I might, but I, I don't wear, you know, gear. Right. Um, I might, if, if I had to buy something, I would buy a hat. Right. But that would be it, because they weren't terrible. At least your team's logo was on it. And the American League looked fine. They, they did. They had the teal, the Mariner color. Mm-hmm. That went with it with white pants. You can't wear black baseball pants. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you can't. Sean Roberts, you look like a slow-pitch softball team. Yeah. When the White Sox wear them, they look like mm-hmm. a slow-pitch softball I team. I agree. And if you're a slow-pitch softball team, you think that's great, go for it. You, you want to do that. You want to win your D-League championship. Congratulations to you. You look like a moron. Black pants and baseball do not work uh-uh. at the professional level. It High school, little league. Yes, absolutely, that's fine. But there's just something about black pants. It doesn't work. <laughs> it and then you put it with a navy blue top. Who came up with this? No. Right. Whoever, whoever did, Trent, shouldn't have the opportunity to do it again <laughs> no. next year. But you're right. Just go back to what it was. Where you wear not your, asking too much. Are you wearing your home jersey? Right. And it gives... Who's that guy? Like, like when Diaz was coming up. Trent, you, help me out with his career. I had to look. He's an all-star. For the first time in his career at 32... Right. But I didn't. Same thing. Who is this guy? Right. And until I saw the CR yeah. on his sleeve, yeah. and I was looking hard for it because I didn't have my phone with me mm-hmm. as I was peeking in. Oh, who is this character? CR. Oh, okay. He's he plays for the Rockies. Yeah. Well, if he was wearing a Rocky uniform, guess what? I would have known right away right. who he played for. It's just idiotic. Now, why, I why don't play fantasy baseball. Maybe if I did, I'd know this cat's story. But mm-hmm. he's he's not a power hitter by any means. No, he's not. I mean, he's on the All Star team because. Every team needs an all-star. Yes. He's not an all-star. He was last night. He was last Especially night. Especially if you bet the uh, uh, the National League, you might be buying his uniform. Right. <laughs> Depending on how much you put on that one. You're what the, be what was the price at the end? What did the National League, uh, what plus money were they? They were not. They weren't? No. I looked again. It was in the 5 o'clock hour. And took another peek. And at that point, the American League was getting plus money, at least at Circa. They were plus 103 at that point. And it was like minus 107, I think, mm. for the National League. So, yeah. And there was a lot of steam, a lot of professional gamblers that I follow and people, everybody was on the NL. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is good. Everybody's jumping on the right, NL. Right. We're going to continue in a 2-1. Boy, I was feeling Well, right. and Trent, I mean, how many people live bet the uh, the bottom of the ninth? Here comes Craig Kimbrell. Right. Hello. Yes. Here's a golden opportunity. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it got and a couple it on. Hair on fire, save uh-huh. Craig Kimbrell, but he got it done. Your boy Vladdy did not have a good at bat. You though. know what, Trent? Here's Ooh. the thing about Vladdy. I'm singing his praises yesterday. Yeah, he's more than a bat. He's a gold glover. And he is. Looked like he never had a glove on his left hand before. That's right. I mean, good God. The, the toss to first base was a disaster. Rushman, you got to make that play at first base. Yeah. You're an all-star. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have a good game. <laughs> he won that. Maybe still celebrating from the night before as he won the home run derby. Did hit my Luis Arias bet, though, that I told you about I, yesterday. It's the very thing that popped into my head. The kid <laughs> saw two pitches. Yep. And, and hit them both for singles, uh, and you said it was uh, 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 one and a half bases, and you're going to go over that, and you were home free. Plus 145. Pretty Is good. that what he was? Yeah, pretty good price on that one. And that, that pitch up and in, and just... It's him. How can you turn on that baseball. Mm-hmm. You can. He unless can. you have the quickest hands yep. in baseball. And he does. With a bat in your hand, and that is Luis Arise. What about so the trade? Are you still... You still oh. da- I mean, you got a pitcher, and he was on the All-Star game. He was. He, at the time, I didn't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Right now... I liked it because I thought you needed pitching. Yes. And you as a Twins fan. They have the yeah. best pitching staff in uh-huh. baseball. Statistically, it is the best yeah. staff in Did you baseball. you see Sonny Grace get on the red carpet yeah, last that night? Great. Wasn't that cute? 
they did what they needed to to solidify, and they thought offensively they were going to be fine. It hasn't been. They're 27th in the league no. and run scored. It has not been fine no. that side. But it's not just about this year. It's also a couple years of control of Lopez. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. That's huge. And we still don't know how it arise with all the knee injuries that he has had. He has no defensive flexibility anymore. And he is becoming a first baseman. He is a poor second baseman mm-hmm. because of the knee injuries. He doesn't have the lateral ability that he once had. And because of that, he's pigeonholed there. He's a DH or a first baseman. He's not a big first baseman. He's not a big bopper that you normally have. So you have to construct your roster, usually in a different way, if you have that guy on your roster. And how is he going to hold up? It, it, it felt inevitable that at some point... He's going to have to shut it down, and there's mm-hmm. going to be those injuries. He's just a guy that had the nagging injuries. As fun as he is to watch, and there's plenty of people that will say, too, you dig deeper into the numbers, that's yeah, great. He's battling to get to 400. That's all he does for you. He hits yeah. singles. Yeah. That was good. Right. But there are plenty of people that say that there are more valuable people than just doing that. Now, Tony Gwynn, people probably say the same. Well, hell, people said the same thing about Tony Gwynn back. Well, he just hit singles. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them, right. And he finds that hole between yeah. shortstop and third base seemingly 220 what, times what, every there, year. There was, a, there was a stat that I saw earlier in the week about how many strikeouts he had in like a decade. And Kyle Schwarber's already passed that this year. Oh, God. <laughs> with, with Gwynn. You know, the one, the, the, one day I felt bad for Tony Gwynn. You know where he got his 3,000 hit? I don't. It's, I mean, nobody does because nobody was there to see it. It was in a Montreal. Yes. Now that you said and that. And the team I, was moving. Yeah. Oh, and it was that. Yes. Oh man. And, and I think it was attendance. September yeah. and his hockey season. Uh-huh. Um and just in this just in Montreal Canadiens are a pretty big deal up in Montreal. Um but my one of my takeaways from the game last night, I don't know if you were in front of your TV to see this last night. Did you see the 109 years ago last night Babe Ruth made his debut? I did. Did you see that? That was he really pay, cool. went set, pitched 7 innings. I was over 2 at the plate, but um unbelievable. 109 years to the day, uh, Major League debut for the Babe. Uh, Seattle fans chanting, uh, come to Seattle to Otani. Mm-hmm. Where's he going to go? And is he going to go this month? I think if you're Los Angeles, I, I think the writing's on the wall. He's not staying with the Angels. Haven't made the playoffs since 14. Yeah. Not going to make it this year. I don't think they are, Trent. With all the injuries that continue mm-hmm. to pile up. Trout's out till at least the beginning of August. Right. And that handmade injury, how quickly is he going to come back and right. be Mike Trout? Yep. Is he going to be Mike Trout the rest of the season? Probably not. You have to trade him as much as that. You have to do, oh, it's a torn because, you I mean, it's two extra, month of, two extra months of a generational, maybe the most unique baseball player the game has ever seen. I mean, I think you can, and that might not be even a debatable point. Um, but what do you do? Do you keep him for two months just because... You know, for the fan base, I think you got to do what's best for the team. But I think you get what you can. But what can you get? That's the other part. You're, it's a two month rental. You're not going to get a team's well, he has to three of their to top place. five prospects. You're not right. getting that. You're getting maybe a top five. Is a there top a wink and a nod? If, let's say it's Seattle. Does because does, uh, apparently spends the winters in Seattle. Did yes. you know that? I didn't know that till last night. Well, in huge Asian population there uh-huh. would be a place, and yeah. that was one of the front runners for his services mm-hmm. coming over. Mm-hmm. A lot of people believe that worked that was up pretty be well that. for Suzuki. Yes, absolutely. Ichiro, a big part of that too. Uh-huh. Seattle's definitely in the mix, and they have money. I mean, that ownership group definitely has the money to go out there and spend. 
$600 million contract. Is there a six in front of it? You think that's where it's going to be? I, wow. It was front office sports yesterday had an article talking about that. And that there was a six in the beginning. Was I thought the five was a given. A six who... Sean Roberts is playing golf. Let's get to him right now. Uh, we don't want to interrupt him. He's got 54 holes to play. How many holes are you in, Sean? Uh, we are on 15 right now. We are in the middle of 15, uh, getting ready to tee off on 235 here on the on the next hole. Um, so. When did you get started? Obviously, there was a delay. You played three holes, and then there was just the weather just uh, took you off the course. Yeah, so we originally were supposed to be off at six thirty. We had about an hour delay. Um, they're like, "Hey, you know, at seven thirty, we got a little window. Go ahead and tee off, and just see how much you can get." Uh, and then uh, we got through three. Then they called us back in, and then we were we were probably about an hour and a half delay or so, but uh, they had a simulator down in the basement that they let us use <laughs> nice. to stay loose. And, and uh, yeah, we got out, we got back out about 9.52 on hole four. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're cruising. We're cruising. So playing catch-up now. How many uh, holes do you anticipate you're going to be able to get before the next rain? How much are you guys looking at the weather, and how are you hitting them? Uh, I'm, I'm plus nine right now, um, which – for me, is not bad. I'm, I, I'm hoping to break 90 on all the courses all right. today. That's my that's my goal. Um, you know, we're I'm trying not to pay too much attention to the weather. I'm letting the uh, <laughs> the, the, the people at the golf course kind of handle that, and we'll just kind of play it by ear. But uh, yeah, we're I, we're cruising right now. It's kind of hit run back to the cart because we're cart path only. I wondered and, about and, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and and hopefully it, it's more right now. We're we're really we're trying to rush right now just to get us to the next course because we're playing catch up. But hopefully, we get to a point today where we can kind of not take our time, but uh, ease off on the running back to the golf cart. Gotcha. All right. So I don't want to keep you, but I got two questions. Do you have an extra pair of shoes because there's nothing worse than wet Ooh, feet. Yeah. Just absolutely hate it. And then a uh, uh, an actual question. Tell us about Friends of Des Moines Parks and what the what the, you're doing uh, playing 54 holes and how you're trying to raise money and who it's uh, and what's uh, who is I guess is going to benefit. Yeah, so I, I don't have an extra pair of shoes, but my wife, uh, if needed, I think I might be able to call her and say, hey, can you run another pair of Jordans nice. out to me? Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm working with Ben Page uh, and everyone at Des Moines Parks and Recreation, and they have a wonderful charity to just benefit a lot of people in the city of Des Moines uh, called Friends of Des Moines Park. And the one that I'm really, you know, putting all my efforts towards is every kid gets a ball um, because there's a lot of kids in the city of Des Moines that, they want to play basketball, they want to play football, they want to play baseball, but they can't afford equipment, they can't afford a ball. Um, and that's what I'm raising money for here today. So, you know, for the kid that wants to just hoop, um, we're going to get a basketball in his hands. If he wants to play baseball, we're going to get a baseball in his hands. Um, just anything to, to try and get kids involved in sports here in the uh, beautiful city of Des Moines. Friendsofdmparks.org backslash donate. Friendsofdmparks.org. Uh, a backslash donate. Sean, hit your next shot. Call us in an hour. You want to do that for another update? Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully by then I'm peeing off at, uh, at Blank. Blank so. is your next stop. Yeah, absolutely. Get through it. Get over there. Stay dry if possible, and uh, let's raise some, uh, raise some money. It's a wonderful cause. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate you popping on. Yep, bye. Take care. Sean Roberts, of course, afternoons with Heather Burnside, three until six, trying to play 54 holes, 15 holes into it, weather delay. Uh, but hopefully we will get that accomplished. All right, time for another $1,000 home run. Head to KXNO.com right now. The keyword for this hour is green, green. 
At KXNO.com, your chance to win $1,000. We had a winner down the hall on the bus still looking for KXNO to break through. Green at KXNO.com. Chris Williams slated to join us from Dallas next. Yes, plus 180. No, minus 210. Mm. I think he's here. Yeah. I think we get him. Chris next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. On your side. It'll look cool and everybody's going to... And welcome back. It's 11.30 Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's head down to Dallas. Chris Williams is in attendance at Big 12 Media Days. I wonder if they, well, I was going to say need a bigger room there. Jerry World, that's plenty big. <laughs> yeah, they'll all fit. You can stretch out your elbows yeah, a little bit there. They'll all fit. Uh, Chris, who's your guest that uh, Aiden lined up for you next week on Iowa Everywhere, your podcast? I'll, just, I'll tell you guys, because you guys will actually appreciate it. I don't know if everybody will, but Ken, you've known me long enough. This is probably one of my two or three favorite sports figures of all time. Hal Mummy, the originator, the inventor of the air raid, yeah, is, is joining me. He's Mike Leach's mentor. Yeah. You know, I've been working on this book for a while now, and I'm doing a chapter on Leach, and Mummy's kind of helping me mm. a little bit with that too. So it's just like, like. I, I don't expect it to be like huge for everybody, but like I know, me, it'd be good. Like this guy's like Michael Jordan to me. <laughs> Just he changed football, yeah, you know. Yeah. And people treated him and Leach like an outcast. And now you look around the SEC, and they're all, you know, stealing it <laughs> basically. <laughs> you know, and the, the same people who ridiculed these guys for twenty, thirty years. Oh, the Big Twelve, you know, that's not real football. And now you look at the SEC, sixty, fifty point games. Like I just. I love this guy. He's always cut against the grain. He's my kind of dude, so I can't wait to sit down and talk to him. Good stuff. Uh, looking forward to it. Well, obviously, you're you're in Dallas, Big 12 Media Days. Matt Campbell goes tomorrow. Um, obviously, the question's going to come up from somebody about the, uh, about the <laughs> gambling uh, story that broke in May. Chris, it's my understanding that uh, um, unofficial practices are going on, and, and they're all there. I mean, everybody apparently is there, uh, and, and I think it's the right way to go about it, right? Nobody has any idea how this is going to turn out at this point. At least we, we, we haven't been led to believe that there's any uh, resolution coming down the line anytime soon. If we get to week one and nobody knows anything, why not play everybody? If, because at this point, nobody knows. So why not get them all together and make them part of team activities? You know, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I think that, you know, if this was a situation where they knew the guys were betting on their own games or Big 12 games, that'd be one thing. It clearly, you know, the Gaming Commission, there was all that reporting when it broke that none of this stuff was regular either place. So, you know, yeah, it, this is the weirdest situation I've ever seen coming into a media day because it's like, here's the here's the aspect of it where... We're going to ask him about it. He can't say names right. because it's a legal matter. Yeah. Like, there, he can't do it. He's not, Matt dances around stuff all the time. He's not doing that. He can't do it. But here's the intriguing part to me it's like <clears throat> some of these regional guys, you know, I'm going to break a little news to everybody. Not all sports writers are created equal. Okay. <laughs> a lot of these regional guys probably don't even know about this. Mm-hmm. You, you're telling me that on these, like, side podium things that somebody isn't going to ask about Hunter Deckers and stuff like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. so I just, 
he's going to have a long day as far as yeah. navigating this. I actually feel kind of bad for him because it's not his doing. But, you know, and then it, what do you – it's just it's just weird because usually this time you're breaking down games. I don't know what their record's going to be because I don't know who's going to be there. Right, and here's the thing, right? Chris, just to back this up for you, Trent and I had Phil Steele, what, two days ago? Monday, yeah. And Phil Steele's saying he really likes Iowa State this year because he expects a big jump from Hunter Deckers. Nobody knows outside. You're that's just to back point, up your point. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that's my point. So, and I also, you know, it's funny as I was reading Steele today, and I, I, I like, I like Phil. He's been on the show, and I like listening to him on your guys' show. He does, he's phenomenal. But it also is like, man, like, I just wonder how dated some of those things are now with the transfer portal, mm-hmm. with not just this scenario but it's just you know for the longest time bill had these like formulas that were tried and true well this team lost x amount of games by single digits and you know they've got x amount of experience returning and that means there's this type of a bump normally does that matter anymore Mm. i i just i don't know like again like not all starters are created equal either it's like yeah well this guy started last year, but it was at Tulsa, you know, the linebacker at Oklahoma State that they're excited about. Like, will that carry over? I don't know. It was pretty good at Tulsa, but that doesn't mean he will be in the Big 12. So it's, we're just in a weird, weird spot with all the player movement. You get the COVID year still. We're almost done with that. Mm-hmm. And then you throw into this gambling mix. I really have no idea what to expect. I, and the thing is, it's not like fans really care about it either because they're just asking about the gambling thing, and I'll predict <laughs> this they'll all get pissed at us because they're saying well you're not asking the hard questions well we are he fit like he can't say it legally he can't talk about it so everybody's in a really weird spot down here so brett yormark makes his uh debut on the medium podium at least from the football side of things as he was hired after media days or at least became official afterwards what do you anticipate coming up here in a little less than a half hour anything newsy come out of it he's a different kind of guy and he seems to something yeah Hmm. yeah I mean, I've never seen him on a stage where he didn't make some sort of a splash. So I'm anticipating uh, newsy and um, splashy, I guess, are two different things. I, I don't know about news, but I do think that he'll he'll take some sort of a shot at the Pac-12. He'll, <laughs> you know, he's always he's always pushing that envelope. But I, I would be naive to think that he wouldn't do it here today, especially when the Big 12 comes at this as in a position of power. You know, a year ago, it was like, who is this guy? Yeah. We didn't really know who he was. Everything was rushed. This year, things feel pretty solid down here. They got a media deal through 31. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you, the best basketball league, I mean, you're kind of, that's that's no longer like a question. That's been the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, everybody's pretty content. I mean, hanging out at the hotel bar last night, like the, League feels, in a really weird way, it's more solid than ever because everybody is on the same level, Yeah. right? Like, again, I, I know I've used this analogy with you guys before, but if you're, like, in a middle-class neighborhood and you have two mansions, they kind of stick out. When, like, everybody's got the same type of house now, right? And, hmm. and I was even – this is why I'm bullish if Campbell – sticks around with Iowa State. I was talking to a lot of guys last night. None of these Big 12 programs are flushed with cash for NIL. Iowa State is punching at its weight. 
They've never done that before in the history of Iowa State football. Does that guarantee anything? Absolutely not. You still have geographical disadvantages. There's all you have Iowa to compete with. There's all that stuff. It still matters. But I'm bullish on them if they can have that stability like Ferentz at Iowa and like Matt has had now, where they could they could be a middle of the pack type team every year in this league. I truly, truly believe that. I think he has a better case for that than Otzelberger does. If you look around this new league and what he has to deal with, it's getting harder. Football is not the case, and again, you got the same size of house as everybody else. That's a, this is new air for Iowa State football. Although I do, I will tell you, I knew where I was going on Halloween in that street. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, the two big yeah, matches, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris, so, so you got on the airplane yesterday, thinking who the team, to, who was the team to beat uh, in the Big Twelve this year? I think it's Texas. And like, I feel stupid for saying that because they always burn you. But mm-hmm. I, I'm just not a Venables guy. I don't. I think he'll end up getting fired. I do too. I just don't think. I think they're Ar- they're the next Arkansas, but we'll we'll see. Mm. Um, you know, it feels like Texas's talent's just that much higher than everybody else. And you know, Sarkeesian, I'm not a huge fan. But they did do some things last year, you know, competing with Alabama. They, it does feel like they're on the upwards trajectory. So I would put them. I mean, there's a reason why Circa has them almost even money right now. And, again, like Kansas State, it's, you know, they're going to be good. I feel like Kleiman probably has the best program in the league right now as far as, like, that, you know, the buzzword culture and all that stuff. But – I don't know. Texas, to me, is the pretty easy pick now that I've done some research on it. And I I think that you've got, in my mind, Kansas State, I would put over Oklahoma. But after that, it's like, I have no idea. I really don't, guys. Like, is it Tech? Is it, like, I don't think Baylor's that far off. I really like Aranda. You know, if Iowa Mm -hmm. State didn't have this gambling thing, it's like, Mm -hmm. do I think it's crazy that they could make a jump and be in the middle of the league? Absolutely not. But... I'm not going to go there now. Like, what about TCU? Like, we all thought they would suck last year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, th- this league, this is as wide open as I've ever seen it. Nothing would surprise me. Yeah, Baylor's the one that I keep coming to out of kind of that next tier, that middle tier. Texas Tech, it almost feels like... They're on the come, soon. though. Yeah. They're they're recruiting well, but maybe a little bit too soon for them. And, I agree. Well, we, yeah. found out, we found out earlier in the week, Ken, he hates, he hates Chuck. Just hates yeah. him. Just absolutely hates him. But <laughs> well, as a quarterback, as I'm, a quarterback, not yeah. as a person, right? No, I've well, never it met him. Sounded like a person yeah, too. It was personal, wasn't it? <laughs> it? Was yeah, just not a big fan. How about you? You like Chuck, Chris? Yeah, yeah, not really. Yeah, I'm with you. He's I mean, kind of mad. Yeah, he's just he's never he's never lived up to the hype. Does he yeah. suck? No, no. But like when you're hyped up as much as he was, and it just you don't live up to it. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys I would take over him in this league. I mean, Baylor's guy for one. Like, I think he's really good. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think Aranda's a great coach. Like to me, they they all as long as Aranda's there and they've got a quarterback. Like, I'm always going to be kind of high on Baylor. Now, they they kind of fell apart a little bit last year, but they were a lot like Iowa State, just better. Where they had a lot of single digit losses, that type of stuff. I I think they'll bounce back. They would be a little bit of a you know, flyer for me, I think, in this league. And as far as TCU goes, like I'm looking at them right now, like they 
as far as the NIL stuff goes and all that, like they're probably in better position than anyone going into this new Big 12. They have so many newcomers. But again, people, they did last year. However, you know, if you go by the Phil Steele thing, it's like they won all these single-digit games. They had to make all these comebacks. They lost their quarterback. But, it, again, it's like their, their talent level is just really good. They've got a really good coaching staff, all this stuff. So, I don't know. I don't know about – what about Gundy? Gundy's the most interesting guy in the league right now. Why are you, is he what, done? Yeah. Well, like, you is, wonder, is yeah. he cooked? Is mm-hmm. he the guy who won't evolve into the new era? Or did Gundy kind of fall off and now he's re-motivated and ready to show that he's not cooked? And every time it's felt new, like – New Gundy. Well, and the time that we felt like he's kind of trending in the wrong direction, he's pulled these teams out and won nine, ten games in a season. It very well could be mm-hmm. in a wide-open conference this year. That could be the case. So – I, off the wall question for you. You mentioned you're at the hotel bar last night. Nobody's shocked about that one. Williams, <laughs> you don't get together with many of the brethren from the Big 12 outside of media days and conference tournament for basketball. Who is your favorite when you're getting a Shiner Bach down there in Texas? Who's your favorite in the Big 12 beat or even the national beat to have a beer with and maybe get a little information you can pass along? My favorite now is Max Olson from The Athletic. Mm, yeah. Yeah pretty good but we're about the same age and we've been doing this for a while like i I really like catching up with him and it was fascinating talking with him last night about the new york times deal and the athletic and i'm you guys know me i'm really into the business side of things so but you know it used to be chip brown i I would hang out with him a lot and Mm. we we like to you know trade pain a little bit there (laughs) an oldie but a goodie though it's like I see him all the time, but I don't love him any less. It's, it's, it's our guy, Randy Peterson. He's you know? great. Like, I'm a big fan. I just love sitting and having beers with Randy. Yep. You just yep. never know what's going to come out of his mouth. But, yeah, those are a few of mine. But I really like Max, and I think the athletics, like, a lot of headlines and stuff this week about, like, the death of sports writing and all that. It's just like, man, just they're not paying me to do this. Just, like, Dr. Men, and, like, there's so many good sports writers working for them, and I – they got to make money at some point, but man, I, I'm really, I'm really a big admirer of, of that particular website. I mean, that's pretty much for the national stuff. I, that's kind of where I just exclusively go anymore. I'm with you. And Doc's piece today is a phenomenal read. It's a long read. He's been teasing it for two weeks on Jim Delaney and how college oh, football. Oh my gosh, ex- is that out? Yes, how college football oh. expansion actually began, and it goes back to the '70s and early. It's a great read, wow. and it's only the first part of it. So, Chris, okay. we'll let you. We'll I'll let you go. Absolutely, get your seat. Listen to your mark. Going to be fascinating. Uh, hopefully, uh, when do you come back? Thursday tomorrow night. You flying back? Yeah, I'll come back tomorrow night. Yep. Well, hopefully you can join us and recap on Friday with us, pal. Thanks for doing this, Chris. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you. Yep. Take care. Good to talk to you. Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, and Iowa everywhere. Yeah, Doc's piece is really good. I opened it, and I saw how long it was, and I said, all right. I you, have to, you have to yeah. Yeah, carve out uh, 510, because I found myself reading the same paragraph a couple of times because I wanted to. Make sure you Boy, got it Delaney all right. is a... I mean, his influence on college athletics mm-hmm. should not be lost on anybody. Right. I mean, what a career. What a career. And, you know, if you, you say you could only be a fly in some of the walls and some of those meetings, well, now he's taking the inside of them, or Doc is. It's a great read. It's a terrific read. You know what I want to ask Chris Dammit? I forgot. Maybe we'll ask him Friday. So it's September the 2nd. It's opening day. Okay. You and I is rolling into town. Yes. Good you and I team. Good you and I team. And Chris has made a stop before he gets day. Oh, he's working, so he's probably not tailgating. 
What's he? What's oh, what's, what's in the what's in the yeah right? What's in the cooler? Bush Light. Oh, Clone Fest. Uh, or Ames Lager. Or Ames Lager. Clone Fest is a Pilsner. Whatever. Clone Fest beer. It's an Oktoberfest type of beer. Yeah. Is it? What's in the cooler? All three. All three. And don't Support forget, them all. Yes, and little Cody Road. He'll have it all. No, that's when he gets home. Oh, that's what it is. He saves yeah. the whiskey for right. after. Puts his feet up, uh-huh. pours a Cody Road. Gets the keyboard out, and away we go. So what? So here's what I was told yesterday about, these, about the beer wars that are shaping up at Iowa State. Uh-huh. And I think there's something to it. And, and, and see if uh, this isn't my theory, but I bought the theory, and I'm going to share the theory. Uh, and see if I should be fitted for a tinfoil hat. Okay. Outdoors, right? We are known for some of our conspiracy Absolutely. theories here. Yes. Absolutely. All so right. Every now and then we stumbled across one. All right. And I think we have here. So go back to when we had Brent Bloom on. The day that he actually announced what the name of the beer is going to be on our show. We broke news here. We did. Well, Brent. Broke well, Brent it. broke yeah. it, but it did on... on but I asked the, the question. Right, from 11 to 1. Yes. Uh, it was uh, heard for the first time it's going to be Ames Lager. And part of his answer was... They had to be very careful because of all the trademark issues mm-hmm. that got in the way of some of the other names that were floated out there. Do you remember that? I absolutely do. Yeah. That's why you can't have, you can't have Psy on the right. side of the kid. You can't have right. the block I state right. on there unless you have the well, trademark. Well, hold on a second. How can you have clone on your beer? I was told, let's see if this makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not a trademark lawyer. That this is part of a settlement. Interesting. That cloned fest beer has been around for a while, right? It has, at least has a couple been, years. Has it been called that the entire time? Yes. And There's Hocktoberfest. Right, which is a great name. Clone Fest. Right. Those have been out at minimum for the last couple of years from Back Pocket. Well, apparently, and again, this was told, I have no reason to believe that um, yet, whether it's uh, I'm on the right path or I'm not. But I think it makes sense, and that's why I'm sharing it to you, with you. That this was there was a dispute um, that you cannot use Clonefest because we own the trademark, mm-hmm. and that this is a settlement that the athletic department is going to share in the proceeds of Clonefest as part of the settlement. And the question that I had and didn't go answered, and I still don't have the answer: Does the Hawkeye athletic department share in the Hocktoberfest? You would anticipate, right? Well, now they should. If Absolutely. Indeed, if they hadn't been. So all the hand-wringing and all the making fun of that Iowa fans were doing yesterday to Iowa State about this, very well could turn around very quickly. Might be. So uh, I'm looking at the cans that were out at least last year. Yep. And the Iowa State one, the Clone Fest beer, is in Cardinal and Gold. Mm-hmm. It says Clone Fest on there. Mm-hmm. Is Clone trademarked? I, Cyclones obviously is. I would think, and I would think that they would take it a step further. I mean, you sur- when you're going for a trademark, mm-hmm. um, you surround it. Not just... You make it impenetrable, yes. if possible. It goes back to when Southern Miss tried to have their logo, and mm-hmm. it continued, but they ended mm-hmm. up having to pay at University of Iowa. Right. Because it looked very similar to the Tiger Hawk. Right. I mean, what do I have in front of me right here? That is a box of Kleenex. Right. How many different ways have you heard the name Kleenex over the years? Right? <laughs> yes. Spelled different ways. You can't use Kleenex. It's right. a box of Kleenex. Yeah. But you can't use Kleenex. Well, they're tissues. They're tissues. Right. Right. Um, but Kleenex has Kleenex around it. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I, I think I buy that into can, a little bit. That would make sense. Because it's seemingly they were creating a beer war. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Right. And it's not the route you want to go, understanding no. the new environment of college athletics. But And we will makes this big splash, and Bloom puts mm-hmm. in extra hours uh, driving back and forth, and... and um, because, you know, he doesn't want to leave money on the table. And they make a big splash. Brent does a terrific job of this. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, they pull the rug out from underneath you. The very entity you're trying to raise money for. Right. I'm thinking, you know what? Okay, I can buy this a little bit. Because when it happened yesterday during the show, I thought, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why are you doing this? Right. There must be something more. This is what I was told. This is something more. That would make a whole and lot it of makes sense. makes sense. I don't think... More sense than... Uh, we're going to screw our collective. Right. A lot more sense. A lot more sense. Than that. I definitely can buy it, understand it, and yeah. we'll see when Oktoberfest comes out, if there is certainly a Tiger Hawk on that one or a Herky on there, like there is with the new Clone Fest, the new cans that will be coming out mm-hmm. this year. Same thing is happening. Oh, the University of Iowa Athletic Department now is also going to get a cut of the proceeds. So we shall see. Hey, one more on that. I uh, saw the Swarm Collective I saw for that. the month yes, of June. I saw it. Hasn't even been available for the full month. Right. Thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars in proceeds going to the Swarm Collective mm-hmm. for the new Swarm Golden Ale. Yeah. This is gonna be over half a million dollars a year. Easily. Does it continue? Yes. It's just in perpetuity? I think it is. I think it is. Every time you go to High V, well, I'm mm-hmm. gonna pick up a twelve pack of my favorite. And I'm gonna grab another four pack. Yep. I'm gonna grab another twelve pack. I'm yep. Going to do that every single time, and it's just going to be part of, mm-hmm. for the Hawkeyes theirs, and then for Iowa State theirs, and it's just going to continue I, I think it's a half a million dollars when it's all said and done. We heard a hundreds year. of thousands of dollars if it's sold, like Ruthie does, uh-huh. for a Maxile. Well, they're well past that. 30000 in a month, and not even a not full even month. Not even a month. And it's not even on taps all right. over the place, and not even available statewide. They're going to be building this thing out, and going to mm-hmm. Illinois, Minnesota, and finding Hawkeye fans in Omaha, and, mm-hmm. and all over the place. This is, and I, I'm going to guess when other collectives saw that number today. Yeah, there's a bunch the, of them scrambling. Whoa, 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 wait. Hey, <laughs> yeah. They heard the idea, oh, that'd be fun, but yeah. then you see, right. we're, we're talking about Real hundreds money. of thousands of dollars. Real money. Right, let's get on that beer ourselves. Indeed. Uh, Miller and Condon, uh, back to wrap up the hour. Hour number two, we'll start with the Cardinals. We, what's in store for them in the second half? Are they sellers? They have to be. And who does potentially is on that list? We'll talk to Brian Walton from thecardinalnation.com. Sean Roberts going to check back in. Of course, he's uh, in a marathon right now trying to play 54 holes of golf. All of the proceeds, it, it's a terrific cause. The sporting equipment, Friends of Des Moines Parks. The website is friendsofdmparks.org. If you'd like to uh, donate, um, Sean is uh, trying to raise funds for a really good cause. He will join us back again at about 20 afternoon, somewhere around there, and then we will head to Chicago and catch up with the cap man, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Package at the Home Depot ends July 12th. Now back to Miller & Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Final couple of minutes, hour number one, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, we've got uh, Brian Walton coming up uh, on the Cardinals. Uh, real quick, Trent, uh, the Yenner Cano story, the setup man for the Orioles, I think it's a fascinating story of his. I mean, that that uh, back end of the bullpen for the, for the Orioles, they're legit. I mean, they, they are. They get a lead going into the eighth inning. This kid is a Cuban. Mm-hmm. He was prevented from pe- playing baseball by the government in his like his mid twenties because he tried to defect, uh, and they caught him. And his punishment from the country of Cuba was to exile him from baseball. You can't pick up a ball, can't do anything, can't play. 
Um, and I mean, just for, look and look where That's he's wild. at. Look where he's at at this point. Those one of those guys you root for. Uh, John, real quick to end the hour. John, what's on your mind? Welcome aboard, sir. Well, thank you very much. And, and as you might expect, um, I was excited that uh, Camilo Duvall got the win <laughs> last night. We all know that the win he's in unbelievable. The game is a random event. Yep. <laughs> he happened to pitch the inning before they went ahead. Yep. But I was starting to think, well, when was the last Giant to get a win in the All-Star game? And as it turns out, it was Matt Cain in 2012, which was the last year the National League won it. Is that something? That is wild. So there have been Giants who won the last two. And before that, you got to go back to Vita Blue in 1981 <laughs> was the, the previous Giant to get a win in the All-Star game. I just thought you guys really needed to know that today. No, that's good. I love that. I love those kind of trivia and those little nuggets that pop up all the time in baseball. Feeling good about your Giants in the second half, John? Yeah, I, I am. I, I, you know, they, they've got they've got holes, and I'm hoping that they can get themselves a starting pitcher. But uh, they they needed the rest. They got some rest. They got a brutal beginning of the of the second half. But uh, they, they've made an interesting guys, and I'll tell you that's the big thing. Is if you're interesting at the All Star break, I'll take it. Yep, absolutely. Just want to be contention, John. Thank you, Rod. I appreciate that. I did not know Matt Cain, 2012. Boy, they had some dudes on those teams, didn't they? Yes, they did. Ooh, baby, it's not an even year. Oh, problem. Yes, yeah, sort of the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers and the Braves. <laughs> the Padres coming? Yeah, yeah. Mets? I don't, you know what? I'm not, I'm not sure that matters, Trent. Or the maybe the Cardinals. Like, yeah. <laughs> Good segue. Brian Walton kicks off Hour 2. Miller and Condon, Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.